Disney Plus and Hulu better together in a brand new bundle. Ready for an adventure? The greatest stories ever told on Disney Plus with The Mandalorian and Disenchanted. That's wicked. Wicked good. Critically acclaimed fan favorites on Hulu like Pam and Tommy and The Bear. Let's take it up another level. Save big when you bundle both for just $9.99 a month. We're so good together. All of these and more now streaming. Savings compared to regular monthly price of each service. 18 and over only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh. Where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Taylor, let's catch up because it may have only been a week, but why does it seem as if six months <laughs> has come our way? <laughs> and six it's crazy. Moments. It's crazy how moments. every week you feel like you learn so much and kind of like what you thought you knew the previous week just goes out the window and you have this whole new database of knowledge and kind of feeling of where each team is. But... We have the most exciting game coming up this Sunday night. Tom Brady returns to Foxborough for the first time since leaving. And he's officially a Tampa Bay Buck. He's facing his former coach, former team. He's going to be walking through the tunnel of the visiting team for the first time ever. What is that going to feel like? I can't wait for this game. And it's so funny. You said, yes, he comes back as a member of the Bucks. Also, as a Super Bowl champion, with a different team. I mean, let's just let that sink in again. We all, you know, you, you don't want to just gloss over that and, and drive right past how remarkable it is that Brady just went off and in the first season with another team won the Super Bowl. With, I mean, yeah. the team that we all thought was on the cusp of winning the Super Bowl and then added Tom Brady. No, no. Brady comes in and the entire culture has changed and the Bucks win a Super Bowl. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just blowing my mind all over again to think about that and what it's going to mean for him to walk in there, to look up at all of those banners, those Super Bowl banners that he was a part of, knowing that he then did it somewhere else. I'm just... And not only that, but like, think about how many fans are going to be in the stands that are wearing Tom Brady's number 12 jersey, Patriots jersey. I mean, the city still loves him for what he did for that city, for how many Super Bowls he brought to them. They love him. And so they it's going to be interesting ever. to see how many. It's like, are they going to cheer? Obviously, they're still Patriots fans, but are they going to kind of cheer for him too? It's going to be interesting. I think that he's going to get, I think everybody's going to give him like a standing ovation when he comes out. I don't think it'll be one of those situations where fans boo. No way. And you, you know, you bring up a great point. As a fan, you stick with your team, you have that loyalty. But in today's day and age with free agency and not that Brady was necessarily jumping around to teams. This is obviously the first time that he does that after an illustrious career in new England, but do you stick with your team in that moment or do you give in to what is so obvious in a guy that you rooted for through those six super bowls? How is it that you differentiate? You know, how can you possibly not have in your heart, this incredible place for Brady when you're watching that? It's you're, you're yeah. going to, I mean, there's a part of you that's so used to rooting for Tom Brady in that building. Uh, wow. Well, let, let's quickly get a pick Taylor. I mean, how do you see this game going down? I mean, I mean, clearly, I mean, just even, I mean, the just Bucks. go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to give me a final score necessarily, but just what do you think is going to happen? I think the Bucks are going to be the clear winners. Like they're you just going to, oh yeah. I think that by halftime, it'll have already been a blowout. 
okay, I will for fun say that this game is going to come down to the wire. And I will say it's hard for me to say this because really it just it feels like the Bucks are clearly the better team. What what we've seen this season, without a doubt, what we've seen over the course of last season and this season, it seems without a doubt the Bucks are such a better team. Plus the fact that the Bucks lost to the Rams this weekend, it just it feels as if they're going to have everything to play for, and you know Brady's going to have them in a place. But is this perhaps the small smallest piece of revenge? that Belichick can get in proving that it is his legacy and not necessarily Brady's, the fact sure. that it was a Super Bowl without him. So let's just say that Belichick this week and that building, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like in that building throughout the week in Foxborough. What is, I mean, if Belichick, we know he's always just in a great cheery mood, right? <laughs> imagine what he's going to be like this week in preparing this and trying to get Matt. Well, you heard, you heard in his post-game press conference, you know, a reporter, understandably so, asks, you know, Tom, what did you see from those, you know, interceptions that Mac had this past weekend? And he just paused for a good 10 seconds before deciding to grace us with his answer. And he's like, well, I guess I saw the same thing you did. <laughs> just giving you no answer whatsoever. A typical Bill Belichick response to any question that a reporter asks. Completely deadpan and and ready for this week. And I would say to 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 put it in Bill's context on to Cincinnati, there's no way this week feels like it is on to Cincinnati, knowing that <laughs> and you know, I, I'm sure I, I'm actually fascinated to see what their embrace is going to be like. But for purposes of this, Taylor, I'll say that the Patriots find a way to spoil Brady's return. And again, you know, Brady, the the him and Peyton Manning, the only two to ever win a Super Bowl with two different franchises. And of course, Brady with more Super Bowl wins than any other franchise in football, yeah. which is just unfair. But here they go. It certainly looks like the Bucks are on a march to sticking yet again. But yeah, how about okay? So so let's let's sticking let's with on. the Bucks. Yeah. Let's move to that Rams game where the Rams just. I feel like talk about a revenge game. It was a Sean McVay revenge game for that Super Bowl that they lost to the Patriots with Tom Brady, of course, on that team. I felt like that was his like you could just see the excitement when he won that game. But they all looked so good it was just the Rams clearly looked like the better team they looked like the better team all the way around Taylor and I would say defensively also that was incredibly impressive and, and you know Donald folding Brady on one of those plays as well and you mentioned McVay McVay going into the halftime tunnel he, I've never seen it was as if we spotted a little boy in a Rams jersey in that moment <laughs> running yeah. and the team. He was so excited for what they had done just through one half. Deshaun Jackson was also extremely impressive. Cooper so Cup. Fun. I mean, so Cooper fun. Cup is turning out to, I mean, you know, we always talked about his chemistry and his relationship that he had with Goff. Well, he didn't skip a beat with developing that chemistry and that relationship with Matthew Stafford. And he's, it's like everybody knows that he, they're going to go to Cooper Cup and they still can't. They still can't, can't stop guard him. him. Can't can't stop stop him. him. Right now, Cooper Cup is arguably, and of course the numbers prove it, the best fantasy wide receiver in the game right now. He may very well be the best wide receiver in the game right now through three weeks. I'm sure Devontae Adams would have something to say about that. But when you look at the three games, Cup has been the guy that's shown up for absolutely every game. Mm -hmm. Stafford looked like they've been doing this for years yeah. and we know that they haven't been at all. And again, that Bucks running game was taken out of it immediately. And even when you look at the final score, it seems as if that might've been a close game, but it was never in doubt, Taylor. That, that no. game right from the get-go was just, it seemingly was the Rams tempo, the Rams pace. And it was just like, they were hosting their own party 
and the page and the, and the box, sorry, just happened to be there for it. So that, I, that was um, ridiculous. That was ridiculous. And, and sticking in LA, Taylor, I, I know there's another one. And of course this wasn't in Los Angeles, but involving Los Angeles yeah. that you've been very close to and a team that, 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 that both of us have very high expectations for this season. And let's remind yeah. people you have the chargers in the super bowl. And I said that the Chargers would win the AFC West. And it's looking like the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. Don't say it too soon. Week three. Because we still have the Broncos and the Raiders who are both undefeated. By the way, just to recap everything, there's five undefeated teams still left. It's the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Rams. Just like we all expected, right? No. (laughs) Exactly. Not at all. But but the Chargers, Taylor, I mean, you've been there with this team. You've been in that building with this team for many game days. You were there for their week two loss against the Cowboys, and they go on the road. And frankly, a, another game that that maybe you could say the Chargers seem to have that game the entire way. Mm-hmm. There was Honestly, a moment when it looked like the Chiefs might be coming back and perhaps get it going. But but I'm sorry, the Chargers really, when they needed to make a play every single time, Justin Herbert. Something that really stood out to me was that they obviously struggled in the red zone. That was something that they really needed to focus on last week because three out of their 10 trips to the red zone before this past weekend, three out of their 10 trips to the red zone, they were never able to convert into a touchdown. Well, that was something that they addressed in practice and we saw what they did in the red zone last week. So I think that that just goes to show how fantastic of a coach. I cannot say enough positive things about Brandon Staley. It's very rare that like, even when you cover a team that you end up just falling in love with that entire team. Because it's like starts from the top and it starts from Brandon Staley. I have fallen in love with this team and their story and I want them to be so successful. I, I find myself just cheering for them so hard. I love Brandon Staley. I love the mentality and the way that he approaches things. He kind of, he even said this himself. He's like, you know, rather than just teaching these players a play, I want to teach them the why. Why are we doing things a certain way? And just his his approach with kind of getting to know the players on a personal level. Every single one of those guys wants to win for him, and he's he's phenomenal. I, when I go to these, when I go to the practices, I feel like I get a TED talk every time. I mean, he's just that wow, amazing that of a person. Impressive. That's incredible. He's that impressive. And I, and I, I, I just that. I like I feel like a sponge, just wanting to like be around him and soak up every like insight or like every like every wealth of knowledge that he drops and everything that he says. So I'm a huge fan. I think Justin Herbert is probably the best quarterback in the league right now. Wow. That's a big statement. That's a it big is. statement. When you see what Rodgers did on Sunday night, it's tough to take that, that, you know, take him off the mantle there. I just watched course, Justin Herbert take, take his team and even, even in their loss uh, last week, two weeks ago, he just, he still was able to drive them down the field. And it was never on him. He was, you know, he did have a fumble or an interception in the end zone, but it really was because Keenan Allen fell down, not blaming Keenan, but that was simply what happened. And it wasn't that he had kind of done something. Look, coming off of rookie of the year, he clearly looks like an MVP candidate at this point. And of course the Chiefs losing two games in a row. I'm not sure any of us saw that happening. I mean, for the Chiefs Ravens game, you obviously we, we both talked about that. We, you know, that was an incredible back and forth game. The 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 Alaire fumble, you know, costing them in the end. The Ravens with a, an incredible play. Lamar with the flip into the end zone. All of that, but to all see of this the- to say, hold on, Sam, not to interrupt you, but all of this to say, 
Dak and the Cowboys are really, really, really good if they were able to go into Los Angeles and beat the Chargers. It's okay. So let's let's do it. We can jump off that. All right. The Chargers, again, kudos to me and you through three weeks, at least with the Chargers. We couldn't feel any more right about what we've said about them trending in the right direction. And, and for the Chiefs, I don't think anyone's worried about where the Chiefs are going to end up when the season and the dust all completely settles. But Right now, pretty interesting, and that was an incredible game. If the Chargers are going to have any shot at the OC West, they needed that one. So you want to marry my daughter? Yes, I do. So do you hang out in the hood all the time, or do you just come up here for our food and women? This January. Your family, my family. I don't know how this is going to work. I like your braids. Thank you. Exhibit head braids. Jonah Hill, Lauren London, David Duchovny, Nia Long, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy. What's up with white cubs? Am I white cubs? Well, I'm not. You People, directed by Kenya Barris. Rated R. Now streaming only on Netflix. You mentioned it before I did somehow. But Dak Prescott and the return to the scene of the crime. I mean, look, last season, that devastating leg injury that wipes out his season. And now week three, the home opener. Here he is. Let's take a deep breath. Just and exhale for the emotion of what that was on Monday Night Football for Dak Prescott to be taking on the Eagles. And that building was filled with tears. I loved seeing the tears stream down Dak's face at the National Anthem. I was, of course, as a lifelong Eagles fan, blown away by what we saw out of the Cowboys. As predictable as that may have been on paper, seeing it unfold the way that it did, the Cowboys in every facet of their game we're behind Dak in this emotional return to that field in front of those fans. Couldn't agree more, but the only thing that I disagree with you on in that statement is that I feel like we knew what kind of team the Cowboys were. Well, especially for after having the Chargers so much, you knew how talented and how dynamic that team was. After week one, they just barely lost to the Bucks, and they couldn't get their running game going against that, understandably so, against that tough Bucks defense. Then week two, they come into LA where you think that, okay, well, they're, they're just simply a passing team. No, they ran the ball. They had Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott. Is that one punch? Tony Pollard had over 100 yards. In that Chargers game, Pollard was incredibly impressive in the Chargers game, so much so that there was a debate even about whether Zeke is the lead back in this offense, which of course we put that to bed in the Monday night game against the Eagles. And so then you see just how dynamic this offense is with its passing game and its running game. And then their defense, they got Zach Martin back. I mean, their defense looks, Randy Gregory back, their defense looks fantastic. There's never any any question of doubt, I don't think, on that end, except just because of the injuries. So I think that they are one of the best teams in the league right now. And I think, yeah. I, I think that they're right up there. Obviously, I think we both had them winning the division. Am I correct? We did, yeah, we, we had them yeah. winning the division. And again, I took it a step further because you know I have this ridiculous sort of strange love affair with Dak Prescott because when you look at what he's done against the Eagles specifically, Taylor, that's where it really comes from. This whole thing with Dak is because of watching the Eagles. It's because of watching so closely these divisional games with Dak Prescott. And when you take a close look at what he has done, to the Eagles, very specifically in his career over the last six games against the Eagles. It's Dak Prescott who's won five of those games. It's Dak Prescott who is completing his passes in a way that's just terrifying. Dak Prescott owns the Eagles, and he frankly is owning that division. And I said he was going to win 12 games. I think the Cowboys look that good. When you see what they did on defense, when you see what Diggs is doing, 
every team thinks their secondary is questionable. Nearly every team in the league. Over the course of the last decade, okay, I understand the Seahawks love their legion of boom. You had the no-fly zone in Denver, but most teams each week are worried about their secondary. And wow, was that impressive for the Cowboys as well. That was scary. And Quinn is doing a lot right McCarthy staff which that makes me so happy too because I am a huge Dan Quinn fan just from his time in Atlanta I cover them a little bit and just getting to know him and also somebody that's a great leader is Dan Quinn and I don't feel like he got like a he had a tough go around in Atlanta and I feel like towards the end he wasn't getting the credit that he deserved I think he was just it's kind of one of those situations where it's better for both parties if they separate move on and let him thrive somewhere else so i love to see it happen 28-3 super bowl comeback was just a stain on quinn that i think was going to eventually always be there that just was not going away but i I just want to say this Dak in his last six games against the eagles five and one 70 percent completion percentage he's passing for 275 yards a game and he's got 11 touchdowns to three interceptions that is ownership so that is why Dak is on this pedestal, certainly when it comes from me. And when you listen to Let's Catch Up, that's why you hear it because of what he's done. And again, showed it off in a game last night that I thought, frankly, was breathtaking from every facet of the game. As Aaron Rodgers says, it was romantic. You know what? You're right. How can you not fall in love? How can you not fall in love with this game? And it's true. When you see that, again, in Philadelphia, they don't think that right now. Of course, that was a demolition by the Cowboys in a divisional game that is supposed to be down to the wire. I'm sorry, but the Cowboys took that extra day for Monday Night Football, and they put it on the Eagles in every single way. Too funny that Sirianni had to beat Dallas shirt all week. <laughs> Clearly, that did not come to fruition. All right, now, Taylor, before we go, we would be we remiss. We have to talk about it. We would be remiss not to talk about what we can only say at this point is the kick. I'm going to let you – I'm just going to lay out right now and let you just just – Talk about what happened. Justin Tucker. First of all, the Ravens were, it it pretty much looked like they had lost the game to the Lions. Fourth quarter, they Lions just scored. Ravens are driving down the field. Lamar only has, I think it's like 27, 35 seconds, something like that left on the clock. He drives down the field, gets them to about the 50, I would say. Basically midfield. Basically, Basically you remember how they get there. Basically- One thing, remember, fourth and nineteen. Yeah. So this this was this was not going to happen. Remember, this was this game looked over. It looked like the Ravens had just come off of a win to the Chiefs and were about to lose to the Lions. So it was it wasn't promising. It was not it was not a good situation. They send Justin Tucker out onto the field. Everybody's kind of thinking, what the heck? They're really going to make this poor kid go for. I don't think anybody was thinking poor kid, but kid go for 66-yard field goal. And it was a miracle, but it went in, which is unbelievable in itself. But something else that's also unbelievable is that the previous record was held by Justin Tucker. Where? In Detroit against the Lions. It's too funny that Tucker that that Tucker just ended it for the Lions. And of course, heartbreak for the for for the Lions like that. I mean, again, the the famous Tom Dempsey Saints kick that was the record for so long, which was also a game winner. That came against the Lions as well, Taylor. And on a day when Matt Prater is going for a sixty-eight yarder, <laughs> that Jacksonville returns one hundred and nine yards. That Tucker is out there, and not only that, Taylor. Again. The drama of this will always be, I mean, of course, we remember, you know, that there's the double doink that beat the Bears in the playoffs a couple of years ago with the Eagles. Yeah. They certainly have a name. This I one was kind of like a double doink, though. Not a double doink, but a doink. It's, it's and then the like, 
I watched yeah. this through like peeled fingers because I'm thinking there's just no way. Like if anybody's going to do it, it's Justin Tucker, but 66 yards, come on. What are you asking them to do? And the he hits it in well. It was just, no, 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 it was no, honestly no. a miracle. He hits it and you see it, it's dead center. And it, you think, you okay, wonder okay. why you, you don't just try and get down to midfield every play, <laughs> every how drive. Does hit, how does it hit the crossbar and then also hit that back netting? That was impressive. I mean, what a bounce. What an incredible bounce to get on that kick. But you know what? It had to have been the velocity and like the force that it was going that trending that obviously forward. It took an extra step to really get into it and 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 that was it. Well, Taylor, I I think we have to that just that we shouldn't speak any further after discussing the kick. Can I just say something that I please um have to catch up about because I'm so excited for him? is Sam Darnold with the Panthers. I love this. I love this fresh start for him. I've been a big Sam Darnold fan, obviously, since he was drafted by the Jets. I feel like he never got a fair shot, a fair opportunity, and I'm so glad that he's getting a chance to rewrite his story. And I'm glad that this team is 3-0 and right now. Sam Darnold, fan number, fan number one. And fresh I love that you say that. Uh, of course, remember, we, we had our season predictions. I had the Panthers as a sneaky playoff team. I have the Panthers You did, now. you did, Sam. That's amazing. Right now, looking pretty impressive. Of course, losing McCaffrey is going to hurt for a couple of weeks, but you're right. Darnold, Darnold, Darnold looks every the quarterback that was drafted in New York out of USC. He looks like the guy. All right, Taylor, we will catch up so soon. Cannot wait. So much ahead. Patriots and Bucks. Tom Brady in New England. I have to do a Let's Catch Up episode right after that on Sunday night. I promise I won't fail.